So, Mike. So, Ting. Earlier this week, I messaged you to tell you that I had put water into my phone. It's not thirsty, Ting. You don't need to do that. Which is my bad. So what I've done is I washed my phone under the tab. <laughs> why would you do that? I've got to say, I'm sorry. Why would you do that? There was a stain and I couldn't be bothered to just wipe it off. So I thought, well, I'm in the toilet anyway. Let's just wash it off. I'm pretty sure it's not the first time I've done that. I just feel like it's tempting fate. I mean, maybe I'm too old school. Right. But in the times of yore, water and electronics did not mix. And I know my phone is supposed to be waterproof now, but I have never tested it. Or you shouldn't. So, yeah, so I thought it was water resistant up to one meter. So I thought I could wash it safely. But the answer is no. We have the same phone as well, right? It's an iPhone 10. It's an iPhone 10, yeah. So it really is meant to be not just water resistant, like literally waterproof. Yeah, exactly. But it's clearly not. It's 100% not. Okay, the only difference between your phone and my phone is I've had the screen replaced. But I did that with Apple. Yeah, you, you should get a warranty repair or something on this. Surely. I'm going to try. One of the few times you've, you've supported me and said, this is Apple's fault. This is an outrage. This is an outrage. I should be able to take this phone and flush it down the toilet and it should be completely fine when it pops out at the other end. But Apple being Apple, they've put in a clear disclaimer in the support page to say, wear and tear over time will reduce your phone's capability of being IP was IP67 compliant. So they're clever, but I'll do it anyway. Let me try. But it was good to have Mike's outrage on my side for once and not have me be labelled a moron. <laughs> you idiot. You Why did you idiot. wash your phone? Like, who does that? Yeah, okay, fine. But following that, iPhone 12 is out. I thought there would be a lot of pent-up demand for one. But I think even today you can pre-order an iPhone 12 in Hong Kong. It's because the Pro is where it's at. It's not really. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just thought it'd be funny to say that. Who can afford to buy an iPhone 12 in the current climate? I don't know. Everyone's lost their jobs. Like me. Are you getting an iPhone 12? <laughs> It'll be funny <laughs> for me to say, no, because I'm getting the Pro. But no, <laughs> no, I'm not getting the 12 or the Pro. As of the moment we record this podcast, I mean, give it a couple of months and I'll be like, yeah, so I got the 12 Pro Max. No, uh, we'll see. It's like, so I was in the Apple store trying to get a new iPad. I came out with an iPad and an, and an iPhone 12 Pro. <laughs> Two iPhone 12 Pros. I wanted a spare in case I decide to flush one. Anyway, you've ordered one. I've ordered one. Because the website goes down because of the what's the right word because it's overloaded so i ended up buying two accidentally you bought two you actually did buy two yeah but it's okay april will take the other one she says it's a nice it's a nice bonus to have nice what color we've got black ones sensible disappointing some would say i've not even looked actually at the website like i know they're a slightly different shape i know it's like an it's like an iphone 4 but grossly distended to iPhone 10 dimensions. Yeah. 
which is quite nice actually i think i think the iphone 4 and 5 were the nicest iphones like design wise so i'm happy with that look anyway you're gonna get a pro i know it <laughs> you know it you can just tell the number of times you've used the word flex in the past few recordings i feel like you're gonna get a pro I would defend myself, but you're probably right. Although it just... I mean, it seems stupid getting the pro, but at the same time, it's pro, right? I'm a pro. Actually, I'm literally not a pro now. <laughs> they didn't amateur. Is that what the regular one is? <laughs> so rude. You're just so rude. I'm not getting one at all, man. Okay, but okay. Maybe so next you, year. But you have got iOS 14. Yes. For someone who never upgrades and always gives me the eyes when I say, oh, I've upgraded to the latest iOS version. I send you some new emoji or sticker or something because it's what I can do with the latest iOS version. Why have you upgraded this time? Okay, this is going to be funny, right? But I know it I is. upgraded... So that I could reply to specific iMessage messages because that has been driving me crazy that you can't reply to a specific message in iMessage. As you know, we mentioned in the past, right? Like the majority of the people I talk to use WhatsApp, but there are some diehards who just insist on using a particular messaging app. And instead of being like, well, I guess we're just not talking then. I actually do use their app of choice. So I have one friend who will only use iMessage and I upgraded just so I could reply to individual messages. Infuriatingly, Apple's reply function doesn't work like any of the other messaging apps. Like all the other messaging apps, you swipe on one of the messages. But on iMessage, you have to hold down the message and tap reply. Whatever, it's still better than what we had before, which was nothing. So you didn't get iOS 14 for the widgets? Nah, allow that. I haven't even changed my home screens. They're still the complete cluster that they were before. I really should sort it out. But it, you know what? Actually, it bothers me. You can't delete a home screen. You can just hide a home screen. I want to delete it. I want to delete all of them and have a clean slate and start again. But as far as I can tell, you have to delete all of the icons one by one. You have, you've been too busy. You've been too busy to address your home screen because... I mean, the real answer is that I just spent all day playing the Call of Duty Halloween <laughs> event, but... <laughs> you've been focusing on the law. The law for your... I actually, you know, this is kind of embarrassing. I realise that I haven't done enough. You know, we, we had the first session of the Dungeons and Dragons campaign that I have decided to partake in. And I realized, wow, I did not think my character's backstory through enough. So, yeah, I got a message from a friend saying, would you be interested in playing D&D, &D, like actual D&D? &D? And I said, actually, yes, I've never done this before. Let's try it. And then... A new WhatsApp group appeared like a week later saying like D&D &D invitation. And it was, you are cordially invited to partake in the first. Anyway, 
it was very flowery language. It was great, actually. The DM's doing a great job. So we had the pre-session and we had to make our characters. Like We, we discussed like what we knew about D&D before and I talked about how I had played Baldur's Gate 1 and 2 and placing you know like the old school computer game ones based on second edition and how i knew what thaco was and then he said it's fifth edition now and no one gives a toss about thaco anymore and it's all easy mode (laughs) anyway we made characters usually i would be a spellcaster but i decided i wanted to try something different because i always play spellcasters so in our party we have a half-elf cleric we have a gnome barbarian the only like offensive magic spellcaster we have is a halfling bard called cashew curry and the dm was like oh so is that your stage name and he's like no no that's just my name so (laughs) after this guy made that character i then decided okay i'm gonna be a halfling monk and i'm gonna be cashew's cousin so I am Pecan Curry, and my backstory is that I went mad from the incessant nut puns made in our village and decided to run away to a monastery to contemplate the nature of the universe. This is good so far. This is good so far. Unfortunately, that's literally all I thought of. And so when we went to the first session, they asked me a bunch of questions. They were like, so what do you look like? And I was like, uh... <laughs> Oh no, I didn't do my homework. I just I decided that I would be bold but still have mutton chops. But yeah, seriously, I really should have given some more thought to the backstory. Like people were asking what it was like living in the monastery, and I was like, mmm, gonna wing it. Came up with some nonsense. Hopefully it was okay. I to be honest, I'm not sure I'm doing a great job of role playing because we killed some goblins and then I convinced our cleric that we should barbecue one and feed it to some wolves. <laughs> but in my defense, they totally went along with it. They thought it was a great idea. So it's not just me that's. Well, no, maybe it is just me. But... Yeah. I also almost died twice in that first session because. I was like, I'm a monk. I move like the wind. I'm going to rush in and flurry of blows. And then, you know, they just rolled a critical and left me on one hit point. Twice. Not surprised. You should have stayed a spellcaster. That's right. I'm like, I'm not a spellcaster. I'm invincible. (laughs) I do actually have a better armor class than the barbarian, but not as good as the cleric. When's the next session? couple of weeks i feel like you're you're a monk with a lot of catchphrases oh i need to come up with some catchphrases that's a great idea you must yeah you know you know what maybe i should just go all anime i was originally trying to be really serious i mean i actually i why did i call my character pecan curry i guess i wasn't being very serious but i was originally going to try and be relatively serious but you're right i should just embrace this nonsense i should be pecan curry and i should do the anime thing of calling out my attacks before i do them well one more thing june so you don't 
you don't riff off the pecan curry but any more than just that it's just a name it's just well the only thing i've internalized about my character is that they don't like nuts they were driven nuts by nuts my character's not serious at all, is it? Why did I not know this is before? <laughs> My character's like a walking joke. This is terrible. <laughs> yeah. I, sh- I should just accept it. I think you'll do better that way. So it's over Zoom? It's over Zoom? No, it's in person. Where? At the DM's flat, which is in Taiku. Oh, nice one. No board, all dream, all all pen and paper. Uh, he's printed out some like map templates to show roughly what it looks like to help with the imagination. And the other funny thing is, there are kind of figurines to represent our characters. So he just like got a load of random figurines from like some cheapo shop in Mongkok. So my figurine is actually Krillin from Dragon Ball Z who is a bold monk, but like a bold, obviously, martial arts monk. And the other funny thing is, so far, we've exclusively been fighting goblins. Because that's all you have? That's just how, that's just how the scenario has gone so far. Okay, fine. And to represent the goblins, he's got loads of little Pikachus. Because <laughs> apparently the goblins in D&D are kind of like, you know, their skin color is between green and yellow. So he's just putting down like Pikachu in a little green top hat with a cane and Pikachu with like Ash's cap or Pikachu sitting and making a cute pose. So we've just been slaughtering Pikachu. <laughs> it's terrible, actually. I'm like, I roll a critical hit on the Pikachu. Pika! And he <laughs> lurches backwards and he's like, it's not Pikachu. It's a goblin. 